go talk about Michigan State spring football game and the state of Spartan football with Coach Tucker, Graham Couch, Couch of the Root podcast host, also opinion maker in the Lansing State Journal and on his Twitter feed is standing by on the Meyer guest sign. Welcome back, Graham. Thanks for having me, Bill. I mentioned earlier in today's lineup and broadcast that you know Michigan State football doesn't have a lot of street talk in this state, and I think part of that is when you have a season where you underperformed and there's not a lot of star power. Kenneth Walker was off to the NFL, and there's just not a lot of talk about Spartan football outside of those you know coaching and football circles. And you have what Michigan has done the last two years has kind of dwarfed everything. Michigan State, your thoughts on Mel Tucker from what you witnessed last season to this offseason and what the focus has been on spring ball as they move towards another year of Spartan football? Yeah, I mean, I think without question, you know, last year is one of those years that sort of humbles the program, right? And it it forces a fan base to sort of, uh, you know, go back in its shell and then figure out where things actually are. Um, and, you know, I, I think that was probably good in one sense because what they produced the year before going 11-2 and two wasn't really true to where the program was in terms of depth of talent and roster health and recruiting and, and all that stuff. And so that created sort of a false expectation. And, and when you have a year like last year, I think it refocuses people. I think there's the, the swagger is gone a little bit. Um, but there, there are some things that I think are where they're in better shape than a year ago. And they're obviously healthier up front on the offensive line. When they started last spring, they had like six, seven guys they were playing with on the offensive line. Now they're at, they were at 19 at the beginning of the spring. I think that's, I mean, you're just able to, uh, you know, you're just able to actually compete and practice in a different way. I think they, um, you know, they still have, they have, you know, they have a competition that's, that's open at quarterback, which was probably needed uh, after last year. And, and Peyton Thorne may still win that job, but it's not guaranteed to be his sort of the way it was a year ago. Uh, and I, I think there are a lot of guys that defense has been picked on for a couple of years that we'll see if they're ready to turn a corner. And I, I mean, I, I do think that what happened to them last year was uh, probably more uh, akin to where they actually are as a program. And in that sense, it's healthy. Graham College, Lansing State Journal, Spartan Insider when it comes to everything Michigan State. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. So where's this team at right now? Talent, depth, uh, coaching staff, looking ahead to the schedule in the fall of 2023. What would you say are in-house expectations there uh, on campus? What are realistic expectations? And where is there a lot of work needed between now and the start of the season? Yeah, I mean that's that's that is the question. Where is the program, so to speak? What is what is real and what is? I mean, I think the expectations are different for externally for a lot of different people you talk to. I mean, there are people who think that they ought to be close to where they were a couple of years ago in terms of competing near the top of the Big Ten. And the problem with that is if you just look at the program from a recruiting class standpoint and sort of where the key players are and, and, and where Mel Tucker is with his recruiting classes. The kids coming in last year, last season, the true freshmen were Mel Tucker's first real recruiting class. And so 
that's where the program is. I mean, essentially, everybody else who's older and competing is either a D'Antonio holdover, came in as a Zoom recruit in a weird year in 2020, uh, or as a transfer, which is a great way to fill holes in a program, but not a great way to build a program. And so that, the, the program, to me, judgment day comes 2024, even 2025, in terms of, is this going to work under Mel Tucker? And I think that's hard for people to hear, but that's sort of where it is. I don't know if it's going to work under him or not, but I think you can't fairly judge what's in front of you until then. And at that point, you'll kind of know. This year, I mean, they've got some playmakers that I think give them a chance to be competitive. Um, They've got a guy like Keon Coleman, who I think can be a bona fide guy who can cause problems for any team, you know, and and is a pro. Um, They should be a little bit more sturdy and, and deeper on the offensive line. The question for me is whether the defense is ready to turn a corner. And, you know, that, that's been a group that has been a weakness for a couple of years. And it, can that group have something to hang its hat on? And uh, we'll see. I mean, they, they need something there where they're good at something. And they just haven't been. And, 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 I, and I don't know the answer to that yet. You know, is there an answer? Uh, it's an open quarterback battle. I mean, Mel Tucker didn't hide that fact. I don't know if it's a lack of confidence in Thorne or he wants his guy uh, in there. Your thoughts, because it really all starts uh, with quarterback play and a strong defense. Uh, who do you think is the QB come game one this fall for Michigan State? Yeah, that's a good question. If I had to put money on it, I would guess it was Thorne. Um, that doesn't mean I think he'll necessarily finish the year. I think he'll have a shorter leash. But I think if you've got two guys who are relatively even and you go with the younger guy, you are committing to that. And you're basically telling the older guy, we're, we're making the move. It's harder to go back to the older guy. And and I think it's easier to go with the, you know, if, if, if all things are equal and, and you think, and I think there is a sense that Peyton Thorne, you know, has a uh, probably a better uh, grasp of the whole offense in certain ways and, and, you know, a lot of last year, look, I don't think he had a great year, but I also think he was playing with a with a short deck, so to speak, and it was a tough year to be a quarterback there. So, you know, he, he might still have another, you know, more to his ceiling, and, and I'm very curious which way they go. If you were, if they were sure they were going to go another way, and I don't think they are, you know, you'd almost want to do that by the end of spring, and you've got enough quarterbacks under scholarship. You would let somebody like Peyton Thorne find another place and, uh, and kind of – give him that respect and but i don't think they're you know i, I by no means do i think they're done with peyton thorne and, and you got to remember Peyton hauser they're very high on is still just a redshirt freshman and what it takes to master a you know a fairly sophisticated college offense that's quarterback driven in a lot of ways um so yeah i, I think ultimately if, if i had to bet right now thorne wins that job out of fall camp um but i also don't think They'll let that position struggle and just leave it with that guy if that were to happen. Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal, opinion maker, Couch on the Rube podcast, co-host talking Michigan State football. Who are the playmakers on offense this year? Because a stagnant offense last year that had some playmakers like uh, Reed but really didn't have the ability to get him going in the game plan and also keep guys healthy. Uh, who would be the touchdown makers on the Spartan offense right now, the leading candidates? Well, I mean, Keon Coleman, I think, is is sort of looked at at another level, and I think he's got a chance. We saw flashes of it where he, at 6'4", 215, or whatever he is, 
I mean, you know, he's uh, he's got an NFL build. Um, he he didn't play basketball this year, even though I think that's his first love, because he understands his money is in football, and this is that year to to have that breakout year and, and get into the draft. And so, I, you know, I would expect if he's healthy that he'll be a guy who separates himself. Um, they've got some depth there at that position, and there's some younger guys that I think would be interesting. I think, you know, the, the, the tight end position is also interesting. Like a guy like Malik Carr, who's just got a prototypical build, got all the tools in the world, did not have a great year last year. And part of that was health. Can he stay healthy? Uh, I think he was humbled a little bit last year. He also didn't play basketball. And there's a guy with an NFL build who should be a difference maker. And uh, running back, they've got a lot of guys. I don't know who breaks out. You know, Nathan Carter, there's been a lot of buzz about him. The transfer from UConn is, is a really sort of seasoned guy who, who's got some, some bursts to him. But a year ago, you know, Davion Prim was the, the star of the spring, and then we'd never heard from him again. So there have been lots of spring stars over the course of time. I, think, I don't think playmakers will be a problem for them. I think they'll have enough of those if they can block and protect. And those are the, those, that's the area where, um, where they've had trouble. And, and if they can do that, I, I, offensively they'll be okay, I think. I, I really do. But that, that's a big if. They really haven't had an offensive line that they could count on for, for a number of years. Uh, defensively, uh, had moments they had flashes, and then there was injuries, and then there's the suspensions and everything. Uh, the team went through on and off the field last year. How strong will the Spartan defensive unit, the starters be, and the depth uh, going into the fall? That, that's a great question. Because one of the things that there are two two things that need to happen with that defense. One is you talk about depth, and I think that's been a problem. Even in the year where they were eleven and two, we saw when injuries started to hit. That next group of guys wasn't really uh, you know ready and wasn't capable of filling in. The other thing that that team needs is is, is dudes, and and when I say that, like just guys who are difference makers. And Mel Tucker said at one point, and he's a guy who's coached on national championship defenses, that you need three or four of those guys on both sides of the ball to really be able to compete. And and everybody knows what that are. That, that's that's T.J. Duckett. That's Plaxico Burris. You know that's. Those are those guys that it does not matter who you are playing, how many stars they have, they're going to get theirs. They're a problem. And you've got to have enough of those guys. And I still don't know. Um, I mean, there's some intriguing young players coming into the defense. I still don't know if those guys exist on this defense yet. And and that's really, you know, I think they have improved their depth, which will be a big part of things, at least being solid there. But I don't, I, you know, if, if – I don't know that there's anybody right now that you look at and you go, that guy is a problem no matter the matchup. Like a guy like Jacoby Winmon, who last year came in as a transfer and got off to that great start, um, you know, then it, they moved him to defensive end right before the season. And once they started playing high major competition, you saw why he was actually a linebacker and not a defensive end. And when they moved him back, he made a big impact. So we'll see what they do there and, 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 and you know, how that plays out. But, um, they need guys to evolve into, into difference makers. And, you know, some of those guys who may eventually do it are, are probably pretty young on the roster right now. Mel Tucker, with a lot of transfers in and out every year, and he's recruited well, and, and his best recruiting class, uh, I think uh, we just watched that come together. How, how is the culture building? Because you had that, that great season, uh, but with guys coming and going, 
And you get the transfer portal now affecting all universities, all schools, all programs, all sports. How, how would you judge uh, the culture that Mel Tucker has put together in East Lansing? Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I, you know, I think uh, from my read on it, it it's been fairly healthy that the, 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 they let the players do a lot of the recruiting when they're on campus. The recruiting feeds itself, and that's gone pretty well. And, and Mel Tucker will tell you, players know, and players tend not to lie to players. And so when you look at that, I think the kids who are there um, feel like the coaching staff is pretty honest with them, even if they don't always like what they have to hear and, and, and up front, and that's been good. I think one of the challenges they've had, though, in that mix of uh, you know transfer world versus high school recruits, especially early on, was it, that's, it, it was an odd mix. It, the, the, the D'Antonio holdovers and some of the kids that came in, what, what helped it initially, I think, and there were some guys that didn't stick around and it, it didn't ultimately pan out, was you had some guys like Kenneth Walker who were just undisputed. Like, this this is a guy that <laughs> it's amazing, right? Nobody's questioning the impact that has. Everybody's behind that. And then you had some other veterans, you know, who maybe weren't as good but came from pro, like a Ronald Williams at, at Alabama who, you know, played a, you know, just turned out to be a depth guy and a decent player, but was a guy who understood the what it took. Came from a program that had uh, it won at the highest level and, and, and was able to fit in. So I, I, I don't, you know, my read on things is there aren't culture issues there, um, but you know, and, and you're starting now. It's more and more Mel Tucker's guys and, and all that. And as long as you know, as long as. Um, winning happens eventually and, and guys feel like the coaching staff is up front with them about opportunities and what's going on. I, you know, I don't, I don't sense that being the issue right now. Right now, I think the issue is just flat out talent. Graham Couch, you can follow everything Michigan State, Lansing State Journal. Uh, follow his Twitter uh, feed, just uh, Graham C-O-U-C-H Couch on Twitter. Also, Couch in the Room podcast, wherever you download Podcast. He's a co-host. Search that. Giving us his insight on the state of Spartan football with Coach Mel Tucker as they walk up to their spring game this weekend. I appreciate your time, my man. Anytime, Bill. Take care. All right, Graham Couch checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletic.